talking about the things that matter most to you, Catholic Women Now. Welcome to Catholic Women Now here on Iowa Catholic Radio. I'm Julie Nelson, joined by Emily Schmidt. Hi, Emily. Hi, Julie. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. Hey, we're into November already. I cannot I believe that, right? You're probably getting, you probably have Advent already planned as a liturgist at your church, right? You're probably already into Easter or into Lent. I am. I look about eight weeks ahead always and eight weeks is Christmas. So we're planning Christmas stuff now. And then in a couple of weeks, I'll start planning Lent. So, so do you, do you do this with your personal life? Are you like, have you started Christmas shopping and all this kind of thing? Not a bit. I am actually a notorious and famous Christmas Eve shopper, which oh. I actually really like because no one shops on Christmas Eve. So I make my list, I get in the stores and I get out. It's a really, I get it done in two hours. It's wonderful. You sound like my husband, <laughs> except he, he wraps in brown paper bags. <laughs> We have a we have a standing joke. He's about resourceful, that. isn't he? <laughs> yes, yes. It's like why bother? It's Christmas Eve. She's going to open it up next day anyway. <laughs> Very practical. Well, listen. We want to just tell our guests or our listeners today, our guests that we're going to have on in a few minutes here. Um, today we have Stephen Auth. He has an interesting life. He's had a long career on Wall Street, and he currently serves as an executive vice president, and chief investment officer of Federated Global Equities. And that is not why we're having him on. We are having him on because he is a street missionary in New York City in his spare time. And that seems so unlikely pairing of things, right? It does not make sense. So we're excited to have him on and have him share his stories from the street and how missionary work has changed him and how we are called to be missionaries and and. The stories are what I'm looking forward to because yeah, they're so too. powerful to hear a soul being transformed back, to, bring him back to, to God, to God is just amazing. So, but let's start with prayer. As always, we entrust our time today to the blessed mother and ask for her intercession as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, God pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, we have this weekend Father Craig Vasick coming to Des Moines. He is one of 50 priests who were selected by the U.S. Uh, Council of Catholic Bishops to be part of the Eucharistic revival that's happening over the next three years. He will be in the Des Moines area speaking at several different play e events. So you have several opportunities to hear him. He will be at St. Pius Church Saturday morning, November 12th. And then he'll be giving the homilies at Sacred Heart Catholic Church in West Des Moines, November 12th and 13th. And then that's followed by a two-night mission at Sacred Heart. So that will be Sunday, November 13th. And Monday, November 14th. And his last, your last opportunity to hear him will be on Tuesday, November 15th. He will be speaking at the Iowa Catholic Radio Women's Luncheon at St. Augustine. All this information is on our webpage, iowacatholicradio.com under the events. And last but not least, as we were talking earlier, Emily, Advent, Christmas is around the corner <laughs> and the Iowa Catholic Radio dinner in December is coming up December 10th. 
It's being held at the Embassy Suites by Hilton in downtown Des Moines. And uh, the guest speaker is Catholic Answers Live host and author, Cy Kellett. How so, exciting that we get Cy. Yes. I'm a Cy little fangirl. Oh, there you go. And again, you can go to iowacatholicradio.com and click on events and find out how to get tickets. And uh, they are going. I'm excited to hear about him as well. Well, we'd like to bring uh, to the Catholic Women Coffee Table today. Imagine that in your mind, right? Stephen Auth. He has had a long career in Wall Street. He currently serves as Executive Vice President and Chief Investment Officer of Federated Global Equities. He's graduated summa cum laude from Princeton University, holds a grad degree at Harvard Business School. And he's joining us today, though, to, on Catholic Women and Women Now to talk about his book, The Missionary of Wall Street. From Managing Money to Saving Souls on the Streets of New York. Welcome, Steve, to Catholic Women Now. Thanks for having me, Julie and Emily. Well, I know you're, you're, you're a very busy man, so we really appreciate you taking time from your day to spend with us here in uh, at uh, Iowa Catholic Radio, Catholic Women Now. So, you know, this is really such an uh, uh, unlikely pairing of vocations here in your life. So naturally, the, the question is, is how did you get this called? to do missionary work? Uh, well, literally, it came in the form of a phone call, uh, in some ways, from my wife. Uh, when I, In the middle of another financial crisis, 2009, I was in a hotel room in Pittsburgh, and she called me and said, Steve, um, I signed us up to do this mission in New York. And I go, sweetie, uh, what, what do you, what? It, you know, she goes, a mission, you know? You, you know how to do missions. You've done missions in Mexico. I sweetheart, I, I said, look, Missions in Mexico, those people are all Catholic. There are no Catholics in New York, you know. Um, what are we going to do, stand on the streets, corners looking for Catholics? She goes, yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> so I said, look, sweetheart, this is just so not going to work. It's not going to happen. They'll be putting cigars out in our foreheads. Um, we're not going. You know, I'm not doing it. Tell this priest friend of yours I'm not going. So to answer your question, it literally was a phone call. Um, and I said no. And, well, I, I imagine the ladies in the audience know how that worked out. Uh, about two weeks later, I was out there on the street corner, and um, we were, in fact, getting cigars put out in our foreheads. The very first person I stopped was an angry-looking middle-aged atheist woman who told me I was probably a pedophile. Um a group of youngsters that I had sent out to another street corner got handed a bag of dog do. A third group of young people that I had sent to a corner, um, which if you read the missionary wall street, you'll probably know that this corner turns out to be a very important corner of Prince and Mott, but the field general in me could see that's probably important high ground to hold. If you, so to speak, right near the church and um, sent them over there and they, they came back in five minutes. They said, Mr. Roth, the um, the hat seller wants us to move. He says it's his corner. He's renting it. And he says we're bad for his business. And I said, listen, this is New York City. Nobody rents street corner. He rented the edge of the street corner. Just move 12 inches to his left and stay right where you are. And, um, well, that's how the, the mission starts. So... 
Well, it, well if you read the we're gonna, Wall Street, you'll see all these little uh, threads of stories that you have to be kind of keeping your eye out for. But the character of this hat seller himself becomes uh, a storyline as he himself is gradually converted um, over the course of a decade of listening to these missionaries talking people into coming into the church. So, Well, you have really enticed us to hear more about these stories and how you have continued to do this over the last 10 years. We are speaking with Stephen Auth. He is the author of the book, the Missionary of Wall Street, from managing money to saving souls on the streets of New York. We have more to come with Stephen Auth after this break. You're listening to Catholic Women Now on Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio funded by Loris College, an innovator and leader in Catholic liberal arts education located in Dubuque. Dedicated to integrating the Catholic intellectual tradition throughout the curriculum, Loris College transforms students as active learners, reflective thinkers, ethical decision makers, and responsible contributors within our communities. Named the fifth best baccalaureate college in the nation by Washington Monthly, Loris College invests in graduate and undergraduate students to achieve a bright future. Learn more at loris.edu. That's loris.edu. Hello, this is Steve Ray. Join me in Iowa Catholic Radio on a journey of a lifetime with a Footprints of God pilgrimage to the Holy Land, November 11 through the 20th, 2023. We'll visit the places where our Lord performed miracles, including the Mount of Transfiguration, the Wedding Church in Cana, Tabga, where Jesus multiplied the loaves and fish, and of course, the Holy Sepulchre. The scriptures will come alive as I offer expert teaching along the way like I always do. Visit iowacatholicradio.com for all the details. Welcome back to Catholic Women Now here on Iowa Catholic Radio. I'm Julie Nelson, joined by Emily Schmidt, and we're having a conversation with Steve Auth. He is the author of the book, The Missionary of Wall Street, From Managing Money to Saving Souls on the Streets of New York. And right before the break, Steve was telling us, you were telling us a little bit of how you ended up on the streets of New York City, and it was by an invitation of your wife. And so all the women out there are like elbowing their husbands right now as they heard that conversation. But and you told a few little stories, but I, I think it's important for people to understand the context in which you're doing this missionary work, that you're not just a group of you going out on a Saturday afternoon, just handing out rosaries. Yeah, it's a very organized effort, Julia. I mean, the first mission was a little disorganized, frankly, as I kind of implied. Um, the priest that asked us to, I'm a member of the Red and Christie movement, so we're like lay evangelists, if you will, right? And um, it's kind of, it's our charism to evangelize the faith. Uh, I got there in a kind of convoluted way. Um, frankly, I was a fallen away Catholic that had a conversion experience, um, a reversion experience, I guess you could say, uh, about 25 years ago. That's described a little bit in the Missionary of Wall Street. Uh, and gradually kind of finding my way back to the faith as the Lord kept asking me to do things, all of which, um, and I kind of try to emphasize that in the last segment, that I initially rejected, assuming it was the wrong number kind of thing. And I, I think... As Catholics, our first reaction somewhat humbly might be um, that I'm not qualified for the task at hand. And that's usually true, but um, the Lord is. And I think, you know, one of the lessons of the missionary Wall Street is how um, this obviously disqualified, not necessarily even saintly individual working on Wall Street 
could be transformed from a somewhat bumbling, hard-headed Wall Street guy into this very effective missionary. Um, you know, the book starts with the missionary refusing to go out on to the mission. And 10 years later, um, near the end of the book, um, there's this scene and I'm never described in the book other than as a missionary or the missionary it kind of shakes around there. Other There's other characters with names, but not myself. And anyway, the missionary is standing there on the corner and it's Holy Thursday and um, it's 645. So all the priests have gone back to vest. And um, usually if you see a time in the missionary of Wall Street, there, you know, there's significance to it of some kind. So, i.e. there's no confessions being heard um, anymore. And it's starting to rain, and he sent all the um, missionaries into the church to get ready for the Mass of the Lord's Supper. And he's standing out there alone. It's starting to rain. He's heading into church, and he hears a voice, stay here at the corner. Now, this is the same guy who 10 years earlier had outright refused to even do anything like this. And yet, without hesitating, um, he stands on the corner for no rational reason whatsoever. And then a kind of miracle happens. And someone's soul is maybe, I don't know, we never know if their souls are saved. We only know if they've been brought closer to God, but something happens that changes someone's trajectory significantly. So it just leaves you wondering, you know, if we just cooperate with the Lord, um, what he can do with even a broken vessel, like the missionary of Wall Street. Um, To answer your second question about how it's organizing things, it starts with the parish, right? So this was Old St. Patrick's, and if those of you who know Soho, is in, well, it used to be the original cathedral church of the diocese, um, you know, built in the early 1800s. It parish out, the church outgrew itself in New York and ended up building new St. Patrick's Cathedral up in Midtown, where, by the way, we also do missions, um, doing one in Advent this year up there. But in any case, um, you know, the parish had fallen on hard times in some ways because the neighborhood had become extremely affluent. So it's like one of the most affluent neighborhoods in New York City, um, which, by the way, most people assume if we're doing a mission, it must be in some impoverished ghetto or something. But it's actually, yeah, it's as Mother Teresa would say, you know, the poverty of the United States is spiritual poverty. And um, it's in maybe the most impoverished spiritual place in New York City. Um, and the pastor there at the time on Senior Sicano asked us to, so it was really a request of the parish, asked Redmond Christie to help him evangelize and really transform the parish into something that's been become very, very dynamic as a result um, of all the little stories that have happened along the way. So that's a little background. Uh, once we failed so miserably on the first one, we obviously reorganized and thought about, okay, how can we set up the mission to be more effective? And there's a, a chapter or part of a chapter in the Missionary of Wall Street that people that want to use it as a guide to how to do this, which it's, it's both almost like a novel in some ways, but also a kind of 
practical guide on how to do a mission, kind of laid out in there, but you know, studying the pedestrian traffic flow, we we try to utilize people by their skill base. So, you know, we'll have joyful witnesses in the periphery of the parish. We have um, people set up at alternate street corners. So it creates like a human net. And you can't get really, you can't get through the neighborhood when a mission's going on without getting asked by at least two missionaries the same question, are you Catholic? which some people think is a little bit in your face, but it's actually a very profound question and often leads to some very profound conversations on the streets, particularly the second time it gets asked. So we have some of the Wall Street salespeople types in the center of the parish, and they'll usually talk to someone the second time. And the the Holy Spirit has been talking to them for two or three blocks since the first encounter, which they might have just blown right by. But the second time, they're a little more open. And um, and then that leads, you know, leads off. And we get people into the church where we have our priests hearing confessions, which is really the transformative moment. So that's kind of the organization of the thing. Well, when, we're going to take another break here. Where when we come back, I want to hear a few more stories from what you've experienced and why just Catholics? Do you, you know, the question I have for you after we come back from the break is do, do you evangelize to other faiths as well, too? Uh, this is Catholic Women Now, and we're speaking with Stephen Auth about his missionary work on the streets of New York City. We'll be back after this break with more to come on Catholic Women Now on Iowa Catholic Radio Network. St. Vincent de Paul helps so many people. You're right, Zoe. St. Vincent de Paul Executive Director Steve Havman here. We are serving over 32,000 local residents with food, clothing, furniture, and financial assistance annually. We invite you to learn more about all of our life-changing programs that positively impact so many Iowans by simply Googling St. Vincent de Paul of Des Moines. Our mission is to help those in need become self-sufficient through education, community connectedness, and unconditional support. Help us help others. Even kids! Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic Women Now provided in part by Permar Security, providing security solutions for homes and businesses since 1953. Permar Security is a Catholic-owned family business supplying security systems, access control systems, video surveillance, fire alarm systems, and video doorbells. All alarm systems are monitored out of their monitoring center located in the state of Iowa. Permar Security, 515-244-5660, permarsecurity.com. Welcome back to Catholic Women Now here on Iowa Catholic Radio. I'm Julie Nelson, joined by Emily Schmidt. And our, our guest today is Stephen Auth. He is the author of The Missionary of Wall Street, which chronicles, really, it reads like a diary, Steve, of, of your work in the last 10 years of doing street evangelization on the streets of New York City, which you, right before the break, you kind of outlined, you shared some stories, and you outlined a little bit about how the structure of this is, and it's very thought, well thought out to lead people back to to God. I want to talk a little bit about, um, you say you ask people if they're Catholic, if you talk to people of other faiths too, and or do you just kind of stay with the Catholic? Well, the, the are you Catholic separates the Catholics from the non-Catholics, or at least those who admit they're Catholic. Um, it also causes many former Catholics to come back to us after 10 minutes and say, you know, I told you I wasn't Catholic, but I am. Um, 
we'll say, well, now you've committed another sin. So we really have to get you to confession. <laughs> does that happen uh, frequently where people will uh, kind of delay Yeah, their it does happen, Emily. Yeah. Wow. Not um, at least one submission or so. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I find what was interesting about reading about your, your stories, about the chronicles that you've done, recorded throughout the 10 years is the, re- the, the look on a person's face after they go to c- reconciliation. Yeah, we call it the confession glow. And, you know, but I, I think we've referenced this, but just to re- be clear, there, there's hundreds of missionaries involved in this project now. Um, so on any given night, there'll be usually 20, 25 of us. And usually half a dozen priests. So, you know, if we're like we're going up at St. Patrick's at Advent, we'll have probably eight or nine priests up there and probably 30 missionaries. Um, and you have families that will sign up to do this. Seminarians and right. nuns um, and religious. Yeah. And then, you know, some street missionaries, some missionaries in the church. Uh, you know, it depends on the atmosphere in the neighborhood. Um, up at St. Patrick's Cathedral, we actually have all the missionaries in the church. It's like a city in itself. It's so large. So we station them at the highways and byways in the cathedral. Um, other question, like you asked about non-Catholics, we get a lot of non-Catholics. And actually, often they start out a little bit hostile, like, oh, you Catholics are all persecuting us or whatever. But our goal there is always is to have them at least leave with a smile. And often, if we can, to get them into the church to pray. And most of our interactions with non-Catholics end up really beautifully. Um, I had one um, just a few weeks ago up at St. Patrick's Cathedral. I wouldn't have guessed this was a Norwegian woman. And she looked, you know, very much like a Norwegian woman, you know, you know, Caucasian blonde kind of look. Right. And but just goes to show you, you know, you, you don't know where people are coming from. She's Muslim. And I only discovered this after like five minutes. And um, but she says to me, you know, Steve, um, do you think I could talk to your priest? I said, well, he can't give you absolution, but if you you just got to tell him that you're not Catholic. And um, she goes, I I always want to tell a priest um, about my relationship with God. And I wanted to hear his voice. And um, in she went, we, we often these days send non-Catholics in to see our priests. And who knows where that ends up heading. So. Um, You're reaching a lot of people, uh, Steve, and you say you have like m- lots of missionaries that are working with you. I'm suspecting they hear a lot of, like you said, you get a lot of hostility. How do you encourage your missionaries to stay the course and continue to be faithful. Yeah, it's it's really perseverance. I you know I, I tell them like what what we have is joy and love. You know Th- this is what converted the empire um, in New York. People are pursuing happiness. Happiness is not joy. Joy is confidence in in the future. And um, that that the, the happiness hasn't worked out too well. You know, a lot of those folks are in despair and they're very attracted by joy and love. So I tell them always stay joyful and happy and focus on, you know, the one, um, you know, the one soul that you're going to bring back tonight. I, I tell the missionaries, you're here. I know you're here for a soul. And I also know that the devil knows you're here for that soul. And I've seen this happen so many times with missionaries 
you're getting rejected, rejected, rejected. There are nights out in Soho, frankly, um, where it could be 60 to one. Wow. And, um, you know, Bill Bennett asked me that question once. He was interviewing. He goes, Steve, you know, you're a numbers guy. You should, you must know this. I mean, based on what you're saying in the book here, I see there's like 3 million people you've talked to and, you know, you and your missionaries and you've identified 200,000 Catholics and you think you've brought 15 to 20,000 back to their first confession in 20 to 40 years. You know, based on that, the probability of any given interaction being successful is like 0.05%. Like this is really bad margins. (laughs) And I said, well, Bill, that's true, but I make it up on volume. He goes, how's that? I said, well, the volume is like this. Let's forget about the 15,000. What if it was just one? Just one. Um, that made it all the way to heaven as a result of that meeting with a missionary that night. One times eternity is eternity, and I win. So that's I, I try to encourage the missionaries when when the devil's tempting you to take a break. That probably means your soul is coming around the corner. And there's so many instances in the book of stories. Um, I encourage anyone who reads it to be very careful to, to watch the time, you know, like you'll see these stories that occurred just before whatever the closing time that night was going to be. And um, that's usually when something really big happens. The very first story in the book, uh, you know, with socks there, the ex-con packing a gun on a drug run. That was a powerful story on right a, there. On a misty, yeah. on a misty night. Um, you know, that occurs and, and maybe both both their lives are transformed in that moment, the missionary and, and the ex-con. I think um, that's a good point. It's not just, you know, it's what we, what the missionary receives as well. It's, it's with the Holy Spirit. You never know who's leading who and coming to a um, deeper union with Christ, you know, and realization. Julie, it's, it's why I, I so want to get more folks to do this. One, because well, I... I, I I'm going to say something here. We have just a like a half a minute left, which yeah. is unfortunate. <laughs> but you know, I am a member of the Regnum. I am, I'm part of Regnum Christi too, and um, the legionary priest who serves our area has been wanting to start a Holy Week mission here in the Des Moines area for a long time. So I am putting an invitation out there. Who's listening today? Anybody feeling very called, feeling this little tug, listening to Steve talk about this work? To get in touch with me, you know how to get in touch with me. Reach me through the radio station. Most people know me here. Um, so we're going to do this. We're going to do this in Des Moines. So, so Steve, uh, thank you so much for joining us today and really inspiring us to, to, to do, to get out on the streets and to save souls. Thank you for having me. Well, let's, this is Catholic Women Out broadcasting from the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Faith on trial with Deacon Mike Mano and Gina Knoll is up next. And remember, God loves you and has an amazing plan for your life. Today's Catholic Women, on The Voice for Catholic Women Now, Iowa Catholic Radio. Do it.